0: You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Too Bad Tourists. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Queer Travel Chat. My name is Austin, I am one of your hosts, and joined with me every week, uh, sitting next to me is David. Hi everyone. So this week on Queer Travel Chat, we will be speaking with Ivan Quintanilla, uh, of traveling i q among other things uh he's also a travel journalist um, a Cuban immigrant and an actor based in New york city uh originally living in miami and he will share his tips on how he got started as a travel writer uh and an actor, and some uh travel tips to to both those cities as well yeah, so we'll ask him
1: about um his his perspectives on New York and Miami and do a little bit of comparing stuff. So let's uh, just start off with our own kind of perspective on it. Austin, would you rather live in New York or Miami?
0: That is a really tough question. Tough because I really love both cities. Um, Miami in the summer is a little bit hot and humid as is New York. New York in the winter is very cold. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but but, but they're both, yeah, so but, but all of the on. other times they're like both like awesome, awesome cities. Miami, obviously the, the I mean, the beaches are amazing and it's a super laid back vibe. New York really has that kind of hustle and bustle. Um, I would say a bigger gay scene than, than Miami. There's a lot more, or at least, or at least established venues that are LGBT specific. I know weather alone. I would choose Miami. I just, I, I, I like hot weather. I hate, hate yeah. snow <laughs> i feel like the answer to that question would be both not this or that it would be both at different times of well, the year but
1: you know and we've said this uh before i have always wanted to to live in new york and i feel like it's a place that you know if you have the opportunity everyone should go for you know six months or a year yeah. if you can do it and die it's still you know on my bucket list i don't think i could ever settle down there but i would love for to a sh- for to a short period of time and then i'll go live in miami for the rest of
0: my days totally i agree with that so Before we get started, we just want to remind everyone, if you've been listening, uh, if you're interested in joining one of our hosted trips, well, we have really one left uh, later in August, which is not sold out. Luckily, we have a few more spots. We are doing a gay sailing trip of Croatia, which is one of the best, best uh, trips that we do each year. We absolutely love it. In fact, we had Jeff from Pride Sailing Holidays on last week to talk about uh, all the trips, but the one uh, we have available is Croatia, August 25th. Um, visit our website, 2 If you want to join us, it's, it's a seven, it's, excuse me, a 10-day trip. Island hopping adventure with two uh, big gay sailboats, so it will be awesome. And if you like our show on Colin, please subscribe to it and give the episode a like with a
1: heart icon once it's published. You can always follow us on social media. or at 2badtourist. And feel free to comment or leave us a message about what you want to hear more of on the podcast. So before we bring on Ivan, who knows much more about these two cities than us, um, what do we know about New York and Miami? What's our experience? So I know we've been to Miami together once, which is the only time I've ever been. uh, That was during our round-the-world trip in 2012. Yep. And we stayed there. I think we were couch surfing. We were couch surfing. staying on someone's couch. And I
0: were we staying on his couch literally or literally huh? maybe an air mattress he in, was great in his bedroom I, do you remember his name i don't remember rob, rob. i think his name was rob, rob. he lived in a high yeah, rise right in downtown great. miami we had a he great time
1: was, yeah, he was a lot of fun anyway i remember that that's right around the time it was a new christina aguilera song came out and i was running uh outside and along the along
0: the water and i fucking loved it
1: i i had a great time in miami i Yeah. Miami
0: Miami is obviously really great because um, really all of South Florida has just great weather almost all year long. Um, The summers are obviously a little bit hot and humid, but I would say about nine months of the year is beach weather. Um, Actually, even in summer, it's beach weather, but we went to the beach in February. Mm-hmm. Um, which you really yes. can't do that in very many places in the United States, so um, that's oh, awesome. Okay. And the beaches, particularly in South Beach, are are just they're really nice. They're really beautiful. Um, and you'll be going again in two months. I'm going in two months. Yeah, right after we do Orlando, um, I'll, I'm doing a, an add on trip to to Miami. Um, and South Beach is really known for like having the Art Deco um, style of the the buildings. Um, it's famous for the birdcage with uh robin williams and i can't forget that other nathan lane yeah so no it's definitely got like a laid-back beach vibe um miami used to be a really big gay destination but over the years like property values kind of skyrocketed so a lot of the owners um you know had to close their venues so there's still a lot of gay people living there lgbt people living there but there's not like a ton of bars there's probably only a handful um that's are still
1: around is there anything like specific that you plan on doing while you're there
0: yeah, so we'll be staying at the Axel Hotel in South Beach, which is like a few minutes walking from the beach, which is awesome. They opened a few years ago. Um, it's a gay, they call it a hetero-friendly hotel. If you're not familiar with it, they're all around. Um, and I think it might be called Palace Bar. I guess probably Ivan can tell if I'm right, but they're on the beach. They're not right on the beach, but you can see the beach and they do like drag shows um, like during the the afternoon, so or like brunch. I wish so, I was going. yeah, that will definitely be that's on the that's on the agenda. And then Winwood Walls is kind of a cool like art art area artsy thingy. So, but I'll let uh, Ivan tell us more about that. Even though he's living in New York now, I'm sure he knows Miami well, more than me. We've both been
1: to New York more than Miami. I mean, I've only been once, so uh, New York I've been to a few times. I don't know three or four yeah. probably just because of friends that have yeah. lived there. So going to visit and. Um, I love it. You've been there more than me, right?
0: Yeah, I've probably been there like 10 times or more for work and things like that. I mean, New York's iconic, right? Like, you can't go wrong with New York. There's always a reason to go to New York. There's always a reason. Or or we're always looking for an excuse. Even if the weather's shit, there's always something to do. There's always someone to see. There's always something. Yeah, but it's been... When was the last time you were there? Mm, Maybe it's been a couple years before the pandemic.
1: Yeah, it's been a few years. I can't even remember. I think the last time I did stop over on my way to, to Arizona to see my family is it on the agenda anytime soon
0: uh not that i can think of well, i can't
1: think of anything either but hopefully soon okay well let's uh talk to Ivan. Ivan will know yvonne ivan i keep using spanish for uh he knows a lot more about these def- destinations than we do um ivan i'm going to unmute you now uh, my can you hear me now Yes. We can hear you now. Can you hear us?
2: Okay. <laughs> I can, can hear you. you
1: perfectly. Is it always Ivan, or does any, do you ever go by Yvonne? Sorry, I keep calling you.
2: No, it's okay. I go by both. So, okay. um... I generally tend to introduce myself as Ivan when I'm speaking English, just because that's you know the what most people feel most comfortable with. But if I'm speaking Spanish or I'm in a Spanish-speaking uh, country, I usually go by Ivan. Just mm-hmm. so I, either one is fine. I will answer. Yes, them. but, okay. but do you go by Ivan
0: in English? Is the question because that's what David just called
1: you? Well, but we're I, you know we're we're recording from Madrid, so I see yeah. your name Ivan and I want to say that okay, Ivan. I, I'll um, answer to most things. So Okay, perfect. Okay, so daddy then? A daddy. Call me daddy. <laughs> daddy, <laughs> daddy Q. Daddy Q. Um, so first I want to uh, start off by asking you, was it your birthday recently? Because I did some digging on the social medias. It was my birthday. Wow. Oh, no, you're, what good. a... David,
2: what what a sleuth you are yeah so happy
1: belated <laughs> birthday thank you thank what you what did you 20- do to celebrate
2: i'm 25 so i can really rent a car now and i'm really wow. excited
1: uh we prefer our guests
0: not lie on our how broadcast. many how many years have you <laughs> been 25 now
2: <laughs> i've been 25 for oh,
1: well, quite a while now uh,
2: okay yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that um yeah. i'm sorry go ahead so what did you do to celebrate did you do anything special
2: I had a pretty kind of a pretty low key birthday this year. It wasn't anything too exciting, but um, you know, any time to, to be around and be in get to spend New York City, get to spend my birthday in New York City is always a good occasion. So I kind of did the normal. We went out, had some drinks, had some dinner, but nothing too crazy.
1: All right. Well, that's fun. Well, yeah. I've already told you that I did some digging into your social media, and okay. so um, <laughs> I dug into your Instagram, and there are some highlights there of you packing for a Vakaya cruise <laughs> in a harness in a jock strap. so uh, there's not really a question here, I just wanted to state that so people will go look for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was um, actually my first gay cruise, and if, you, if you've never traveled with Vakaya, I I love them. I've had such a wonderful time with them. I've traveled with them now a few times and that cruise was such a trip and I can't wait to travel with them again.
0: That's well, good to know. Cause we, we haven't, yeah. we haven't yet, but we have traveled with the harness and the jock <laughs> on
1: many gay <gig laughs> cruises. Just <laughs> not that Hopefully, one. Be on that <laughs> yet. Well, we do want to travel with them as well. Yes. So. I mean, you have the outfit, so why not? Exactly. Well, well this is room. a good time to plug your Instagram, which is at traveling IQ. It is. So yeah, check it okay. out. Perfect. Okay. Well, (laughs) uh, could you tell us a little bit about your background, uh, where you're from, where you're living now? Sure. So I was born in Cuba and I
2: uh, came to the States with my family when I was seven and grew up in Miami, uh, went to college in Dallas, Texas, and lived for a year in London during uh, the junior year abroad. And then I've been living in New York ever since. So I've been in New York now for over 20 years.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, awesome. so you're you're like a New York local um, I'm, and. Not...
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much a New Yorker by now. I mean, I think I, I don't know what, what the unspoken rule is, but I feel like if you've been here for if you made it in New York for 10 years, then you're pretty much a New Yorker.
0: They haven't kicked you out yet. So that's good news. Did they you tried. grow up speaking Spanish?
2: <laughs> I did. So I grew up completely Bilingual. At home, we always spoke Spanish. I still speak Spanish with my family, with my My mother, mother, um, specifically. And, um, you know, obviously, Miami is such a kind of multicultural, multilingual place that everyone that I knew growing up was bilingual in some capacity. So, you know, Miami is a very Spanglish kind of um, mm. language centric place. Uh, so, yeah, I did grow up bilingual and speaking both languages.
1: That's what I love about Miami. It was the first time that I got addressed in Spanish first in the U.S. and, and then afterwards in English. So I thought, oh, that's so cool. Like going to the supermarket, people are just that Spanish is the first language. I loved that.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are some places in Miami, especially growing up, um, where if you didn't speak Spanish, you would have a really difficult time getting around. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's so unique in that sense, uh, in the US. And it's, I don't know, it, I, I love Miami. I, I do think it's like nowhere else in the world. Um, so it's, it's really unique in that way.
1: Yeah, that's why I tell, I teach English here as well in, in Madrid, and when my students want to go to the U.S. to learn English, and sometimes they mention Miami, I tell them, no, 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 that's not where you go to learn English, yeah. you're just going to yeah. need Spanish speakers.
2: Exactly, and whatever English you're going to learn is probably not going to be all that proper, so yes. you should probably go somewhere else. Uh,
0: yeah, go for a vacation, but not for immersion. Right. So, Ivan, uh, we understand that you're an actor, travel writer, and content creator, among other things. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how each of those roles kind of played out as you were living in uh, New York City over the years? Sure.
2: So I first moved to... So I studied theater in college. That was my major, and that was uh, what I moved to New York to do. So I moved to New York to be an actor, and I was fortunate enough or have been fortunate enough to do that for for periods of time in my life. Um, and then, you know, somewhere around 10, 12 years ago, I was just, you know, b- being an actor is is very up and down. And sometimes uh, it's, a, it's a career that you feel like you have, at least I always felt like I had very little control over. You kind of, you know, you show up, you audition, and then at that point, it's, it's out of your hands. Um, and I was looking for something else that I could do that was, creative that was fulfilling creatively in some way. And I was just trying to figure out like what else I was going to be when I grew up. Um, not that I have figured it out by the way, but, um,
0: <laughs> Well, I you're traveled, only 25.
2: So. I'm only 25. There's time. So, you're, there's time <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to be so grown up soon. The <laughs> <eye>. <laughs> so, um, I was trying to find something else that I wanted to do that was creative and that I felt like maybe I had a little more autonomy uh, and control over. And, you know, as I was kind of thinking, travel just kept on coming up. And I, I traveled more when I was younger. Um, and then somehow, you know, as life gets more complicated, and you get more settled into your ways. Travel had kind of fallen away a little bit. And I wanted to reclaim that a little bit more. So Somehow, um, travel writing kind of popped up in my head and I started doing, I took a class and then I just kind of started doing it and started my blog. And then from there, it just grew to me then pitching for other publications and, you know, uh, and the two things kind of worked side by side. Okay. For a while, it's kind of hard to do them both at the same time. You can either be an actor or you could either be a travel writer um, but
1: they would kind of switch off in my life, so yeah, that's pretty much it I mean, those are kind of two different like they don 't really ever intersect right you know
2: they don't they only intersect in the sense that sometimes, like when I was doing um regional theater you know sometimes you would go do a play in a different city for 2 3 months like i mm-hmm. i did a play in atlanta and i lived there for 2 months i did a play in dc and i lived there for about 3 months so there is an aspect of traveling and kind of uh being in a different place and having a different home for a short period of time that i think is similar and there's something about travel writing um that is creative and in some ways now especially with social media somewhat performative so in that way they're similar um but but yeah they're (laughs) oddly enough I one of the reasons I started with travel writing is because I wanted to feel like I had more ownership of something and I was like you know what if nothing else I can just sit in my apartment and I can just like write in my blog and write about whatever I did Right. whatever place was on the corner um but what actually ended up has ended up happening is that especially as a freelance travel writer um they're actually very similar you still have to you pitch uh stories and then you hope that an editor says yes and then Bro, you write so about funny. it so it's actually not that dissimilar from being an actor in some ways <laughs> unfortunately <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> yeah. hmm, mm. i should pro- there's something about me that's attracted to this thing <laughs> i don't know what
0: that's the about the suspense of whether or not you're gonna get it
1: <laughs> i guess i just love i love the torture i guess Do you feel that travel writing has, uh, that it fulfills that creative outlet for you?
2: Yes, yes and no. I mean, it does when I get to do it. I usually go through a process where, you know, when you're in it and you're writing it, it feels a little bit like work. And then at some point I kind of fall in love with it all over again. And, you know, it's, it's a mixture of, like, the artistry of it, but there's definitely a, a work component that you have to just sit down and make yourself write something. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I sometimes wish I could just, like, travel and then never have to write.
0: <laughs> without the writing part. <laughs> without the writing part. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, don't people want to just fly me around? I don't I know. I know, without doing any work. Perfect. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your blog and website, Traveling IQ. Was that something... That you started right at the beginning of your travel writing career, or did you start it later?
2: Um, that is kind of how I started. Um, if, if for no other reason that you know, when you are pitching stories, you have to kind of send links or examples of other work that you've done. And as a beginning writer, I no one's going to hire me to hire any to write anything. So I was like, okay, I um, so I started my blog and just kind of started writing for myself and then started using that as uh, samples of my writing. Um, And it started primarily, it's primarily LGBTQ gay focused travel, but I do write uh, about a variety of
1: topics as well. So where have some of your articles been featured?
2: So I've, um, have written for, some fancy publications like the New York Times, Rag, Washington yes. Post, Nazi, <laughs> too bad too
0: bad tourist. All all <laughs> well, actually, you haven't though. <laughs> I, we, you I haven't really pitched us <laughs> so we can decline <laughs> your. <laughs> oh my God. My no, God, no, my self offered.
2: esteem couldn't handle it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've I, I I've written for some kind of, you know, um, more general market publications. Nice. And then I've also written for a lot of the LGBTQ travel publications that we all love, like Edge Media and Passport Magazine and over the years out Traveler, though I haven't written for them in quite a while. But yeah.
1: How has uh traveling IQ changed since you first started it or, or where where is it you know, heading to in the future?
2: Um, I th- think it, it started out Focused a lot more on the blog when I first first started it, because that's kind of all I had. And it was pre, I mean, social media existed, but it was kind of like pre-Instagram and the explosion of that world. So a lot more was focused on the blog. And then as I started writing more for other people, I kind of feel like my career has gone a little bit more into freelance travel writer for other people. So that's kind of where my focus seems to be now. Um, And then, you know, at some point, the social media aspect of it got kind of layered on. Mm -hmm.
1: Do you you enjoy the social media aspect of it?
2: I don't really. (laughs) I mean, that's not true. I do and I don't. Um, I have such a love-hate relationship with it. I, I enjoy it sometimes, but I hate the feeling that I have to do something and that I have to produce this, like thing of being joyful in a perfect location like I don't like the pressure of having to take photos I like to just take photos and then be like oh I love this I'm gonna post it
1: yeah does that make sense yeah yeah because it's the pressure of like kind of curating this perfect yeah. Instagram profile and it kind of you know I
0: think we I think we're really
1: similar exhaust- in that yeah
0: sense of yeah a love right
1: hate relationship yeah. with it I appreciate yeah. the opportunities that it provides uh, but the obligations that you have to do with it sometimes are exhausting
2: Yeah. And there's an aspect of, it sounds weird because, you know, I'm an actor and I'm a writer. And so you would think that I like a lot of attention and I, I, (laughs) and that, and I don't not like attention, but there's something about like, I don't know, the, the look at me aspect of it that I sometimes get really uncomfortable with.
1: Um, But I have to. I don't know, kind of fight. Yeah, I, I thought that about <laughs> you when I saw you in your jock strap and harness. I'm like, he looks <laughs> like he does not want attention. He does not. <laughs> he I don't. I'm <laughs> so uncomfortable. I'm such a shy little flower. That's so. what I get. That's what your Instagram screen <laughs> Right.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about Miami. Um, okay. How many years did you live in Miami?
2: So I grew up in Miami from, you know, from seven, I guess, when I came to the States to 18, when I went away to college, I was in Miami. And um, even after that, you know, my family was in Miami for for a long time after that. So, you know, going home for Christmas was always Miami. And when I was in college, my family still lived in Miami. So Miami has always kind of been home based in some ways even when my family has moved away and they've been in different places. And now many of them are kind of moving back toward Florida. So I feel like
0: Miami is always going to be a version of home. Got it. And had you ever gone back to Cuba since you, you moved here or no? I haven't. I haven't.
2: Um, I'd like to, I mean, I, I very much want to, it's just, it's, it's complicated for so many reasons. Um, partly just, you know, America and, laws about visiting Cuba are are complicated. And then also there's an aspect, I think, of being uh, a Cuban-American immigrant slash exile right. that, you know, my mm. family never wanted to return. And I'm very fortunate that all my close family is here in the States. They've We've all been able to make our way over here one way or another. Um, so I haven't had to go back to, you know, visit a grandparent or an aunt or anything like that. Um, and, and it, it's not like my, for a long time, you know, my, my mother would have freaked out if I told her that I was going to go back to Cuba to visit just cause she would have, you know, it, 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 we didn't leave because it was a happy experience there. So I think <laughs> there's just a lot of, um, emotions
1: for my family related to Cuba Okay. So maybe one day, but not, no hurry. Yeah.
2: No hurry. I mean, I, I definitely want to go and I definitely want to go, you know, have, I, I, it, it's, I want to go have a somewhat of a tourist experience and see what it would be like as a, as a gay tourist visiting um, Cuba, but also because it's my home, mm-hmm. it's, I, it's just, you know, it's such a complicated place and the, the politics and the poverty and the, I, there's just a lot there that, <laughs> I'd have to unpack and get
1: myself yeah. kind of emotionally ready for it. Well, let's go back to the two cities that you do know well. So, <laughs> okay. I'd like to compare New York and and Miami. I know obviously they're very uh, you know, different destinations, but I want to ask you what are some of the things that stand out to you most when you do compare those two? If there's, you know, specifically the queer scenes, are there any, you know, similarities or big differences?
2: Uh, yeah, well, both. I mean, the two cities are could not be more different in some ways. Um, like you were describing in your intro, New York is like hustle and bustle and going and you know and rough. And there's just, it's always, there's a lot. And Miami tends to be more laid back and beachy. And um, so in, in that sense, the energy is very different, but they're also very, very much connected in the queer scene in that in many ways, I feel like Miami is like an outer borough of New York City. Um, there's many, many gays here, you know, um, either have second homes there or when they're trying to escape the winter, it's just such an easy place for New Yorkers to go. Um, there's a million flights a day. It's like two and a half hours. You could be somewhere else. Um, and it does feel really different. Uh, it feels really foreign. It's a got a, a different feeling there's the the latin aspect of it that i think is really unique um but in many ways there's a connection between new york and miami and people going back and forth so uh, i think they work well together i think they're very different but they complement each other really
1: well do you i mean obviously you're in new york so maybe the answer is obvious but do you have a preference
2: I love them both. I love both my children the same. Um, <laughs>
1: That's <always> a lie. <laughs> it, I,
2: I do think. I mean, New York is is where I live. New York is is my my actual home. Um, it's the place where my life I've created my life, but I think Miami is always like my familial home in that sense. Like when you like going home would be Miami, whatever that means as far as like family. And, you know, um, I still many, many friends there that I went to high school with who I'm still close with. And it's just, it's, it's such an amazing city and it keeps on, it continues to be amazing in, in different ways. Like when I grew up, I mean, I know this is going to sound weird because I'm 25, but when I grew (laughs) up in in Miami, it was like in the 90s, basically, you know, that's kind of when I came of gay age. Miami was the Mecca of the gay world in many ways. I mean, it was, it it was hopping. It was it. Um, And then for a while there, like you all mentioned, it kind of uh, lost a little bit of its, um, Gay luster, if, if for no other reason that just everyone else uh, started flocking to Miami. So it was no longer specifically queer specific. It was just like everybody loves everybody.
0: Miami. Um, so the streets diluted us. <laughs>
2: they, they always do. They always do. <laughs> um, but I feel like, you know, now in some ways it's kind of like coming back and it, it's a different type of of queer scene and LGBTQ scene, but it is definitely more vibrant now, I think again.
0: Yeah. And what about, so from a different perspective, if, if I were a tourist visiting the U S for the first time and I could only go to either New York or Miami, like which one should I book a ticket to?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I guess if I only, if I had to go to one as a, as a, foreigner i would say new york i mean new york is new york is new york new york always there'll always be something to do and but it's not for everyone i think the combination of the two is actually a, a great trip um and i think if if one were visiting and could extend their trip a little bit longer i would add a third city that maybe is a little more um, quote unquote, American, <laughs> um, like New York is its own world and Miami right. is its own world. So yeah. maybe yeah. go to like somewhere in Texas as well, or, you know, <laughs> you know, or Columbus, Columbus, Ohio is a great city that's very
0: queer friendly. And, you know, it's still like middle America. And so Got it. Miami. Something that just doesn't feel like a giant tourist trap, essentially, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, separate bubble. I think. Yeah. And its own bubble. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. So it's its own that, bubble. Yeah. Kind of nice. I I mean obviously New York is, you know, the most popular and it's iconic. Um do you think that it actually lives up to its hype and especially you know in the queer scene? I, I do. And I actually think
2: in some ways, you know, as you know, the pandemic was, was not kind to to New York City, especially at first. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that in some ways I think the queer scene has is actually coming back with a little more force now. Um so many of the place I live in Hell's Kitchen which is in my estimation kind of the main queer neighborhood in New York City these days as far as nightlife there's there's probably about 10 bars within a 10 minute walk of my apartment so you know there's there's a lot of options and many of these spots that closed down during the pandemic are starting to open up again um as either new versions of gay bars or like new queer bars that are opening up or kind of queer friendly restaurants. So it's kind of having its own resurgence. And I think in some ways, it's even more exciting now than it was prior to the pandemic. It's a little grittier than it was. But I, I like that.
1: What is the the interaction between like the locals, you know, New Yorkers there, and and the visitors? Do you know is there much overlap? You know, everyone's going. Are people going to the same gay bars, or are locals avoiding certain places because of the visitors?
2: Yeah, you know, I think I think right now everyone is kind of playing in a, in a the same sandbox a little bit better. I think for a long time there was this thing where like New Yorkers. Um, you know, ugh, hated the tourists, and oh my god, they walk so slow, and oh, they're blocking my way. And then there were no tourists for two years, and I think <laughs> you know, there's a part of us that were like, oh my god, we really miss them. <laughs> we miss we miss those right. slow walkers. We want them back. <laughs> and so now I've I've started hearing people complain again about tourists, but um, you know, it they're a necessary part of of new york life that we can complain about it and you know new yorkers love to complain but um they're such an integral part
1: to our culture so i'm happy they're back that means it's like a good sign that people are complaining
0: again (laughs) about yeah yeah
1: yeah, okay things are getting back to normal exactly
0: yeah and what about um what about on the miami side have you have you been back enough recently to have some suggestions on what a lgbt traveler should do and see there
2: Yeah, um, I'm excited that you're going soon. And some of the places that you mentioned are definitely on the list. Um, I was last there probably about a year ago. And, um, you know, I would the Art Deco um, architecture, like you, you said, is fantastic. I, I love a good walking tour. So I would recommend doing some kind of art deco walking tour. You get a little bit of a history of South Beach while you're at it, and you get to just learn a little bit more about these places. Um, You mentioned the Palace, which is an iconic place in in South Beach that you should definitely go to, and there's drag shows all the time. Um, In addition to that, there is our house, Wynwood, is kind of like the other drag place and for drag brunch you can't go wrong with either of them They're they've now become kind of like these iconic drag brunch spots in miami um and there's surprisingly i don't surprisingly probably isn't the right word but there's a good amount of art like if you're into art you actually there are great museums in miami that you can visit as well it's it's hard to sometimes uh, take yourself indoors when it's a beautiful day and you want to be out on the beach. But, um, but there's a lot, there's a lot to offer.
1: It's planning your trip for you.
0: Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm taking notes. If you heard the typing, David was telling me to stop typing. Well, I
1: always hear, cause I can hear what other podcasts when people are typing and I hate it. Like don't type now, listen to the podcast later.
0: <laughs> well, we're you're literally man. recording
1: this. <laughs> you're, you're right. You can listen
2: to it later. Um, yeah, but then I'm going to have you- to go
0: and search for it.
2: It's a, well, it's a little work, Austin. A little work. We'll do you. I'll good. just
0: I'll just text you later. Ivan, all what right. did you say? What's that place called?
2: <laughs> um, busy. And, and ultimately you have to go, if you're you know interested at all in in nightlife, uh you have to go to Twist Bar. It's the oldest gay bar that's still alive in um, in South Beach and it was a place that was there when I was growing up and I used to use a fake ID to get in there when I was a kid and somehow wow. they let me in and it, it's still there and there's That's been so seven much turnaround. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: seven years ago yes wow. a syllabus really good at math <laughs>
1: uh ivan what are uh in your travels what are some of the the travel apps or websites that that you like to use to help you when you're planning your trips or booking your trips is there anything specifically that that is useful for you Um, other than toobadtourist.com yeah you got
2: i was about to say that um (laughs) other than too bad tourists um you know to be honest i'm actually not a big And this is because as a 25 year old, um, I'm not so much on the apps like I tend to be a little more old school on like I actually and and I know this is people are going to be horrified, but I print out guides and I bring them with me in paper on vacation. Oh,
1: God, I can edit this out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going <laughs> to end the episode now. We're going to have to end early, guys.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm, I know. It's It's horrible, but there's still something about that that I like. And then I kind of, you know, I, I like, um, I don't know. There's something about, like, the hands-on aspect of it. I, like, I circle things. I look at things. And then when I'm done with them, I can throw out the paper, which I understand is not green, and I apologize to everyone.
0: Um, but... <laughs>
2: But other than that, it's too bad, tourist for me. For sure. Excellent, yeah. good answer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, it. Ivan, is there any any question that you wish you would have uh, that we would have asked you, or something else? Uh, final thought you want to share with our listeners? Um, well, see, I'm five foot nine. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um, no, I think you know it's the things that we've talked about as far as New York and Miami. I think they're both amazing destinations for LGBTQ travelers. They both have really wonderful diverse things to um for people to explore and they're both really culturally diverse uh as well which is it's i think a really unique thing about both new york and miami they're they're culturally diverse in different ways but i think it's a really great way to learn about the diversity of of the us in in these two special cities so
1: come visit um and lastly where are you traveling to next i'm actually going to south africa on thursday oh that was a good answer you win yeah (laughs) yeah
2: so i've never been um i'm going on a trip with south africa tourism and i'll be there for about two and a half weeks that's so exciting that's
0: amazing you're gonna love it cape town is just like literally one of the most beautiful cities i've ever seen Do we have a guide on South Africa? (laughs) We do. I'm I'm sure you've already read our uh, Cape Town guide. Oh, of course. I've (laughs) already already printed it
2: out yeah in fact i sure. think david
0: just updated it like, like last week uh, south africa i don't think i did okay don't print it out yet david's gonna update it actually
1: week. while you're there could you let us know if some places <laughs> are still open
0: hey ivan can you update our south
1: africa guys
2: sure. see we'll fi- i'll finally get a chance to contribu-
0: contribute oh i did to- update yeah. it yeah, see, I, da- I david now. did i would just check in the log david yeah. actually did
1: check- but you let us know if <laughs> yeah, was- yeah. new you are closed I, I will. I'll,
2: I'll take uh, copious notes on the margins of my printed out uh,
1: guide. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ivan, for, for coming on the show and sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. All right. We're going to put All you right. Right on mute map and uh, wrap it up. Bye. Bye, thank boys. You. Okay, so we want to thank everyone uh, for listening today. And uh, remember that if you like the show, you can subscribe to it on Colin and give the episode a like with the heart icon once it's published. And you can follow us on 2 Tourists. <laughs> you can follow us on social media. We're at 2 Tourists. And feel free to leave us a
0: comment in the episodes uh, about what you liked, or what you want to hear more of. And next week, uh, we will be back with another episode on Tuesday. And we will be speaking uh, with Billy Klober, who is a serial entrepreneur um, within LGBT tourism. He actually um, ran and founded uh, the first LGBT uh, travel magazine um, many years ago. And these days uh, has also an online magazine and does hospitality training um, for businesses who want to be... Um, We want uh, education on, you know, being inclusive uh, for the LGBT community, among other things. So we will be speaking with him uh, about all things LGBT travel next week. So until then, um, we will see you next week. Yeah. All right.
1: Thank you. Bye.